When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code SPOTIFY to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code SPOTIFY at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code SPOTIFY. Welcome back to the Final Four is not on the schedule. He is Rod. I am Cameron. And we are back with the season previews. Uh, and today, Rod, we got Nebraska. Um, Nebraska comes in off a 7-20 and season last year, only 3-16 and in the Big Ten, um, which was dead last for them. And considering the type of players they had, that's kind of surprising to me. I, I thought they would be a lot better, especially seeing them early in the year. I think they were in some ways. They were pretty bad the year prior, but I think some of that is that it looked a lot better on paper, mm-hmm. and I think it was better on the court to some extent. And then a lot of it is we were just talking before we started recording. You know, I really thought the Fred Hoiberg hiring was a stroke of genius. I they were very fortunate to get that done. Yeah. I was a big fan of his at Iowa State. And to be honest with you, I'm a little bit – this is only year three for him, but – I'm a little bit surprised they didn't make more progress last year. You look at the record, 7-20 and 20 overall, 3-16 and 16 in the league. That's just not very good. And he had guys who can play. Mm-hmm. He did have some talent on that roster. And, you know, consequently, there's a lot of turnover again. Not as much as his first two years. But, you know, we're going to go through it. They've definitely added some guys. But. But the nice part is they were actually bringing back several guys. And I think that's why, you know, I mentioned to you, we're picking them 12th. That I'm, I am worried about that being a slot or two too low. Mm-hmm. Because I really do think this team stands to be improved. If for no other reason, then finally Hoiberg's had enough time to not just be relying on transfers. He's still got transfers in the mix, but, He's doing. He's able to do some high school recruiting, and one of them in particular was a big get. But really, the overall class he brought in is outstanding. Mm-hmm. And he was and able so to now, have I think, success at Iowa State, um, kind of with this transfer philosophy. He, did. he was way ahead of the curve. Yeah, right. Doing that long before the portal existed and immediate eligibility, um, and that's why you would think, okay, well, he's a guy who's built for this period, but. You know, the first year is kind of a wash. He got that job late. You know, what can you do? Mm. Last season, though, there was a lot of optimism, and he did bring in some guys who had talent, and and I still think they had talent, and they did some things, but it just didn't translate into a lot of wins. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if he's – I think this is the year you really start having to evaluate him. I think if they're, if they're once again mostly uncompetitive – then you got to wonder if it's working. But I, I think there's going to be clear signs of progress this year. I'd be very surprised if they're on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the guys they lost, uh, Teddy Allen, uh, he was their leading scorer. Uh, 16 and a half points a game, 45 from the floor, 38 from three, 69 from the line, and also had uh, 4.7 rebounds. Uh, he transfers out uh, to New Mexico State. 
if if you remember uh, the first year, they had a guy Cam Mack, yeah, point, who was really athletic. He wasn't the most efficient guy by any means, but he looked the part of a guy to me that could play at the high major level. And yet, when he hit the transfer portal, I forget where he ended up. Was it Texas? It was a small level school in Texas. Teddy Allen, it's not quite that bad, but he's going to be at New Mexico State next year. That's not the end of the earth, but it's not where a guy who put up the numbers he did, you would think, you, know, you would look at it and say, hey, if you got a guy who scored 16 and a half in the Big Ten, 45, 38, 69 shooting, also gets you almost five boards a game. That's a guy that a lot of programs could use, right? Yeah. But not the case. Didn't work. And remember, he quit with nine days to go in their season and then announced he was transferring at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, so clearly there's some stuff there once again, as there was with Cam Mack, that you say, well, what my eyes are telling me in terms of his potential isn't the whole story. Mm. And and other coaches are aware of that too. Um what you could say negatively about Hoiberg, especially with Teddy Allen is, well, he recruited him. So he was his guy. He had, you know, Cam Mack was a little more of a desperation move. You know, it was late in the process. Um, but, but with Teddy Allen, it is on him, but clearly there were issues there that, that get beyond pure talent because Teddy Allen had that. I saw him in several games last year, just kind of, in fact, one against Michigan state, if I remember correctly, he didn't do anything in the first half, and then he just put him on his back in the second half mm-hmm. and kept him in it. He, he was a guy who at any given time could get you a bucket pretty much against anybody. Um, you know, one of those rare guys at the college level could create his own shot, um, relatively efficient player at the same time, but clearly not the whole story because he's at New Mexico State. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Delano Banton, uh, who was a 6'9 guard who came in from Western Kentucky, averaged 9.6 a game, um, 5.9 uh, rebounds, uh, had some assists, 3.9 a game, um, had some turnover issues. But this is a guy that got drafted by Toronto in the second round, uh, even above uh, Aaron Henry. Yeah. Surprised and, me. And but it looks like he's going to make their team. Yeah, he was pretty much as advertised. They were really enthusiastic about him. He hadn't put up big numbers in his freshman year at Western Kentucky, but um, he had shown enough potential. He did a big game against Wisconsin, um, and he had shown enough potential that, especially in the year he sat out in Lincoln, that people thought he was going to be a really good player, and he was. You know, I I would I would dust off um, uh, Izzo's old line for Denzel Valentine. Blanton was not Magic Johnson, maybe Tragic Johnson. Um, but, you know, six nine point guard, and he really was. You mm-hmm. know, he averaged yeah. almost four spots a game. Led the team in rebounding. You know, did a nice job, decent job as a scorer. The shooting was a weakness. 41% overall, 25% from three, 66% at the line. But when you look at everything else he can do, I can see why Toronto would take a flyer on him. And it, from what I've read, it looks like he will make their team at least on a two-way deal. Um, so you can't fault the kid for leaving. 
because mm. he's, he's going to be in the NBA, it appears. Uh, but definitely a loss for, for Hoiberg because Blanton was was really good. And he obviously, they would have expected him to be a lot better this year. Uh, and then Shamil Stevenson, who was a power wing, um, who came in from Pitt. Uh, really weird game for she- Stevenson. He, I mean, short, but uh, actually played like a big. Um, 5.5 points a game, 44 from the floor, 19 um, from three, and 72 from the line. Uh, but just didn't get a whole lot of minutes, only about 15 a game. Yeah, he, he wasn't quite able to break through and become a starter. I mean, I, I liked his potential, and he had good numbers at Pitt. Didn't really repeat it at Nebraska last year. And then he elected to turn pro, which maybe not the best decision. But, um, yeah, just a guy, again, with these transfers, this is, this is the game you're playing, and especially if you're bringing in a lot of them. Uh, some of them may work out, but it's almost a guarantee some of them will not. Mm-hmm. And that's even among guys like this who had produced decently. At, I think he was a double-digit scorer at Pitt, if I remember correctly, uh, at the high major level. You know, he had done that in the ACC. Granted, playing for a bad team, but still. Mm-hmm. He, had, he had done some things in a tough league, and it just didn't happen for him. That's the nature of the, of the transfer portal. Uh, and then Thorir, uh, Thor Bjarnason, um, 6'6 wing, kind of had a disappointing final year. Uh, only averaged 3.9 points a game, 34 from the floor, and only 29 from three, 77 from the line. Yeah, that, that three-point number is really the deal because he had, the year prior, he'd shot much better, and it, it just led to his role diminishing a little bit as the year went on when it was apparent he just wasn't breaking out of it. He decided to turn pro as well, but in his case, he was going home to Iceland, and I'll bet he puts up big numbers in that league. That would be my guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they also lost uh, Udraugo, uh, the 6'9", 260-pound post, um, 3.4 points a game, 3.7 rebounds. Uh, started four times, but only played 15 minutes a game. Yeah, you know, a little weird that Nebraska really needed size last year, but especially once Derek Walker, who we'll talk about in a minute, uh, became eligible, his role just declined. Um, ended up transferring to Grand Canyon, and I, I don't think you can, I don't think you can fault the decision because it, it it didn't look like it was turning out in his favor. Mm. Uh, so the players returning, they do got Trey McGowan's back, six four transfer from Pitt. Um, so he had 10.7 points a game, 3.9 rebounds, was second on the team in assists behind Blanton, uh, shot 39 from the floor, 37 from three, and 66 from the line. Yeah, I, I really liked him. He's a he's the definition of a downhill player. He, he led them easily in free throw attempts. Uh, he should look to do even more of that this season. I think the only thing you're asking from him is maybe a bit more consistency in terms of how assertive he is because a guy – with his ability, I think can do more than score 10.7 points a night. Yeah. He, he tended to, I remember that Michigan state game. He was really good for them in the first half. And then if I'm recalling it correctly, Teddy Allen took over in the second, but Trey McGowan's kind of took a back seat. If he had continued to remain aggressive, maybe they find a way to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think he's a really good player and he's a key reason why I think they're going to be improved. Uh, and then they bring back Lot Mann, 
Um, 6'9 junior. He started every game last year. Um, averaged 8.6 points a game, 4.6 rebounds, 40 from the floor, 35 from three, and 78 from the line. Yeah, I mean, he was he was everything they hoped he would be. Um, I think if he gets a little more versatility to his game offensively, that would be welcome because 70% of the shots came from deep. I understand he's a stretch four, but you'd probably like him to do a little bit more inside the arc than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but just if he can just repeat what he did last year, he helps them. Uh, and then Kobe Webster, 6'1 wing, um, who had a nice season last year off the bench, uh, averaged 8.1 points per game, 38 from the floor, 38 from 365 from the line. Yeah, um, he's not exclusively a deep shooter, but that's that's where he tends to make the biggest impact. Despite his size, he's not really a point guard. So I look at him as playing a similar role to what he did last year where he comes off the bench and, and they look to him to give uh, a little bit of a scoring burst. Uh, and then Derek Walker, 6'9", 230-pound junior, uh, Tennessee transfer, um, who became eligible in January. Uh, he started all 16 games he played in, uh, 5.9 points per game, 4.7 rebounds, and 60% from the floor, um, but only 46 from the line. Yeah, um, obviously you'd like the free throw number to tip northward so he's not a total liability late in games, but Look, as we're going to talk about with some of these some of these teams, the teams that don't have a superstar big man, um, you need guys physically who can at least compete with those guys mm-hmm. when you're playing teams. And Derek Walker is that guy. You mentioned we mentioned a uh, Oi Drogo opting to transfer. Well, I, I don't think that was an accident. His role declined once Walker became eligible. And look, Derek Walker is not ever going to be a superstar, but the fact that he gives you a credible guy at that position who's played big-time basketball, he played at Tennessee before he came to Nebraska, knows what it's about, and at least physically has a chance to hang. I mean, at, at 230 pounds, he's not, you know, he's still going to be at a significant disadvantage yeah. against some of these guys. But at least it gives you a chance. Mm-hmm. And, and you know that he's going to play within himself and, and not do things to get you beat. Uh, and then behind him, they also bring back Eduardo Andre, 6'11", 230-pound sophomore, um, who stepped up a little bit last year in a reserve role, averaged 2.4 points per game, 2.2 rebounds. Yeah, he got a lot better late in the season. He's another reason, I think, why Uwe Drogo elected to leave, because late in the year, Andre was getting backup minutes. And again, you like his size at 6'11", 230, he at least gives you a chance to compete, which, you know, in in uh, in Hoiberg's first year, they really didn't even have that, you know? Yeah. Didn't have a chance. These two guys on the roster give you a chance. And they, they think he can really be a, a guy who in time develops into a legitimate quality starter for them. I think for this year, he's probably Walker's caddy, but he'll play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Trevor Lakes, 6'8", D2 transfer, who became eligible midway through the season uh, and emerged as a rotation guy last year. Averaged 3.2 points per game, 38 from the floor, 33 from 375 from the line. Yeah, you know, I think with him the whole deal is if he can shoot well, they may be able to find minutes for him. 
as kind of a mismatch guy. You know, he's six eight, not a great athlete. You don't necessarily want to play him on the wing, but um, he could give you some backup minutes, perhaps behind man as a shooter. So then the newcomers, uh, the the big one, um, Bryce McGowan's the brother of Trey, five star recruit coming in from Nebraska, six six. Um, this is this is a huge recruit for him. Yeah, uh, he's you could you could argue that he's the most impressive recruit in Nebraska basketball history. Um, I don't know that they've ever gotten a guy ranked higher. Um, certainly not in recent years. Uh, and, and to pull a kid out of Florida, and look, I understand, we all understand his brother's on the team. That was the end, right? Yeah. But um, this is still a big deal. Because you know what? Once he steps on the floor, every point he scores is still going to count. So, <laughs> you know, and it maybe, doesn't matter how you get him. Maybe get part him. of the reason they went after Trey McGowan's in the first place was knowing that his brother was kind of waiting in the wings possibly, but Trey McGowan's was a pretty good player at Pitt in his own right. Yeah. Um, I would suspect that was a bonus as opposed to the main motivator, but who knows? Mm -hmm. Uh, but look, Bryce McGowan should be a starter immediately. They think he can be a great shooter. He plays downhill. It's good passer. I, I just think the combination of those two guys on the wings, that's the best set of wings Fred Hoiberg's had, you know, and, and honestly with Teddy Allen, you look at it and say, well, maybe Teddy Allen made the right move getting out of Dodge. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I will say this, what I like about the McGowan's as opposed to some of the other perimeter guys with talent that Nebraska's had in recent years is I think these two guys actually understand how to play. They've got physical talent to be sure, but they actually also understand how to think the game and play the game. Mm. And that there is a difference there in terms of winning or losing games. So yeah, big addition. I mean, this is a, this, this class we're going to go through between the transfers and the high school kids they brought in. This is easily the best group Fred Hoiberg's had, and maybe the best group Nebraska's ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also uh, coming in as a freshman, uh, Wilhelm Breedenbach, uh, which is like a borderline 100 kind of guy from California, 6'9", 210. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the question with him is he had an MCL injury as a high school senior, so it, it's unclear just how healthy he's going to be right away, but if he's straight physically, I expect he's going to play a lot. He came out of Matter Day High School, which is a big-time athletic program in Southern California. So he played high-level competition, played very well. Um, they think he's got to get stronger, but because of the skill set he's got and his motor, they think he can play right now, even though he's a little light. Uh, but a big addition, and again, going into Southern California and getting a kid like that, that's that's a big deal for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they bring in a transfer from Arizona State, Alonzo Vergay, uh, 6'3", averaged 14 points per game, 3.8 assists, um, shot 39 from the floor, 33 from three, and 81 from the line. Yeah, I, I think he's probably going to be the starter at the point. The, the nice thing is, with both of the McGowans being good playmakers, he doesn't have to be solely that guy. Um, um He's an attacking player, another downhill guy. 
averaged almost four free throw attempts per game. So in that respect, you know, you have those three guys as your starters at the guards. That's an attacking group. They're going to put pressure on opposing defenses. Mm. You'd like him to shoot a little better, um, you know, but that's, I think if he can play downhill, do a decent job setting up other people, average, as you said, almost four assists per game for ASU, um, he'll help. But I think he's a quality addition for sure. Uh, and C.J. Wilcher, 6'5", transfer from Xavier, who averaged 3.3 points a game uh, in his one year, shot 40% from the floor, 35% from three, and 100% from the line. Yeah, they, they think he can shoot better than that. He had a reputation in high school. He was a top 100 recruit. He had a reputation as one of the best shooters in his class. And 35% is not horrible but they think he can be better than that, and that's where he can earn a role with this team. The interesting thing here is it's another kind of McGowan situation. He's got a younger brother, Simeon Wilcher, who is a major recruit and <laughs> is strongly considering Nebraska. He visited, I think, last week or the week before. It's not a done deal that Nebraska is going to land it, but they're in it. Um, so once again, they're kind of playing these games. But again, just like with Trey McGowan's, C.J. Wilcher is a player in his own right. I would expect he'll be in their rotation. Uh, and then Keon Edwards, 6'7 forward, he transfers in from DePaul, uh, but he maintains his uh, eligibility as a true freshman because he only played five games last year. Um, but he was a pretty big recruit, top 100 guy. Yep. Yeah, and and they like his versatility. They think he can play on the wing or as a small ball four. They love his shooting potential. I think the main issue for him in getting early playing time is strength. Um, he's got to get stronger, but honestly, it would not be surprising to see him showing up in the rotation somewhere. They, they like his potential. Uh, and then Kisi Tominaga. <laughs> I think that's right. Tominaga. Tominaga. 6'2 junior transfer. Uh, I'm sorry, 6'2 Juco transfer. Um, played for Japan in the 2021 Olympics uh, and was second team Juco AA. Yeah, again, another guy, his biggest strength is as a shooter. Uh, but he produced in the JUCO ranks. He played on his national team. So that's that's pretty good stuff. Um, you know, we mentioned some names of some guys with, with reputations. It'll be interesting to me to see how the rotation sorts out, but I don't rule this kid out from having a chance to play if he is as good a shooter as his reputation suggests. Uh-huh. And then uh, Corin McPherson, 6'4", 200-pound freshman guard, um, comes comes in also with this freshman class, kind of gives them a perimeter option. Yeah, uh, the difference between he and everybody else we're talking about is his rep seems to be on the defensive side. And if Nebraska finds that they need that, they're a pretty good defensive team last year. They were top 40 defensive team in Ken Palm. Surprising to many i would think um but if they find they need to tighten that up he's another guy i read an article in, in doing these previews where over the summer where it was mentioned that he had really been impressing people particularly on the defense event and so it suggests to me that i wouldn't rule out that he has a chance to slot in maybe ahead of a guy or two that we've talked about already who have shooting reps if Hoiberg decides, well, I need somebody who can bring a different element in the rotation somewhere. So that's the thing to watch for with McPherson. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and then Oleg Kojinets, seven foot, two hundred and twenty pound Lithuanian. Yeah, I, I think with him, um, there's just not. If everybody's healthy, particularly if Breedenbach can play, there's just not a lot of room for him to play minutes this year. They really like his potential. He's skilled. He's seven feet. They'd like him to get a little stronger, but um, I think he's probably a redshirt candidate, but a name to watch for the future. Mm-hmm. Unless injuries really hit, you know. Okay, so uh, it sounds like they're pretty pretty well set in the backcourt, uh, but maybe have some problems in the front. I think I think that's you know that's obviously the weak point, but it depends on what kind of development we see. Mm-hmm. You know, Latman was pretty good as a stretch for. Um, you know, maybe Lakes, maybe Breedenbach can shore that up in terms of depth. Inside, you have Walker and Andre, but but none of these guys are big, big-time players. You know, so you're right. The strength of things is in the perimeter group. Um, I, I just really like the McGowans, and, and I think they've got the makings of a nice, deep rotation on the perimeter. I Look, I was very bullish, as I said at the outset, on the hiring of Hoiberg, and I and I still think it was a coup for them to get a guy of his caliber. Yeah. But year three. And so now, and I'm sure he would say this, now it's time to start seeing some results. But the good news is I think they've got a team capable of delivering some of that. Um, I really think that perimeter group, and I just don't mean the starters, I mean maybe going six deep, could be pretty good. It's not hard to envision it. Um, you're probably right that the cap on how good they can be probably comes back to how good those the four and the five are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the weakness is. But um, I expect this is going to be a better team. And as I say, I've got them 12. It is not going to be a shocker to me if they find a way to be better than that. Um, I'm not ready to put them in the tournament this year, but I'm going to be surprised if they don't show enough that by this time next year, we're not talking about that as a possibility. I really do think this is, this is the year where Hoiberg's thing starts to work. Mm. Okay. Any uh, final words on Nebraska? Nope. All right. Until next time, the final four is not on the schedule. Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.